We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It's Friday, and that means Front Office Friday! Let's go. Front Office Friday is here. Black Friday, indeed. Today, it's an exciting day. We had Thanksgiving yesterday, and now today, we get to burn off some of those calories talking NBA basketball. Keith, did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I did. I, it was a nice, uh, chill day. We didn't do... Too much. I watched a little college basketball, caught up on uh, 14 NBA games in one day is a lot. So I watched a handful of those uh, yesterday as well. And then just hung out with the family, had some food and and then, uh, you know, had, had a really good day. How about you? Yeah, about the same. Well, I can't say I watched 14 NBA games. I, I was... did not watch all 14. <laughs> to be clear. Okay. I, I thought somehow you fast forwarded through these things or like just plugged directly in like Neo from the matrix or something like that. And just, <laughs> just learned them and then went, Whoa. Uh, but no, I, I, uh, you know, ate too much food as usual. I, I made a good dent in that pumpkin pie. Attaboy. Did not quite get the thing finished, but made a good dent in it. Uh, watched uh, quite a bit of football. And one of my uh, dynasty leagues had our trade deadline yesterday. So negotiations were, were fast and furious, made a couple of moves. We'll see what that means for me down the, down the home stretch. But no, it, it was a good day. Have you done any uh, Black Friday shopping today? Yeah, and I, funny enough, because I'm sitting here completely unshaven and a mess. Uh, for me, I am uh, I I'm in need of a new razor, uh, so that will be a Black Friday purchase at some point uh, later today, I am sure. But yeah, it's man, we have a uh, international audience today. Are you seeing this? Yeah, Tokyo, we got Germany, Germany Australia. Australia. Let's go. Welcome in. It's Friday. I like that. Thanks for somebody jumping in there. Somebody said, why can't I fast forward through this? And somebody said, it's live. You can't <laughs> fast forward to the future. So. My my daughter does the, the exact same thing. <laughs> she's seven and she does the, we're, if we're watching live TV, she's like, why don't we fast forward through the commercials? Because she's used <laughs> to being able to do that. Yep. Um, she never lived that life where, you know, when the commercials come on, that's when your opportunity to run to the bathroom real quick and you better get back because if you miss it, that's it. Yeah, we had when Bella was little, we had we still had TiVo uh, when she was like learning how stuff like that worked. And she would put on some like we put on something on a TV show and then she would say, Daddy, boop, 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 because remember the TiVo sound. Right, right, right. <laughs> and she would, and I was like, we can't 
uh, fast forward through this. So yeah, Mexico, Netherlands, let's go. Oh, that's right, the Philippines, Antarctica. <laughs> Welcome. How can they call, but uh, bull crap on Antarctica. Yeah, that does probably. Yeah, so, let's turn like a research station somewhere. Yeah, so big, yeah. We who knows at that point, Keith, Maybe. we could say that we've reached we've reached seven continents. That's it, seven continents, baby. Let's go. Let's, let's do it. Um, all right, so we've got plenty to talk about in the NBA today. And where do you want to start? Because there's a lot, there's a lot going on here. I guess maybe we might as well just pull the band-aid off and, and get because you've seen the Josh Giddy stuff that's been going around, all the, the rumors and stuff like that. The problem is I, I can't I from what I've seen, and I'll admit I haven't like done a deep dive on this or anything, but I haven't seen anything con- concrete where I feel like it would be responsible to comment on it. Yeah, that's where I'm at as well. I've seen a lot of stuff out there where people are like, I'm not sure this is a real thing. And uh, the team has not commented. It's been over a full day now. I realized yesterday was a holiday, but mm-hmm. you know, there, there were still people working throughout the NBA world yesterday. No major reporters have made any mention of anything going on with it. So I am not, uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to to make of it. I I hope it's not true. Um, you know, certainly uh, the things that are being alleged. But yeah, and I will also say with this too, I don't like just the way some of these things are being handled now, where like this stuff goes on social media and then people go crazy and they rush to judgment. Yeah, and there's no chance to even find out what things are. And I'm guilty of it too with some of this stuff too. Certainly uh, not just in the basketball world. I, I need to be better about, you know, what are, what, what's really happening here. But yeah, it was a little, a little messy for sure with all this. And I'm sure if there's any level of truth to any of it, more will probably come out today as the day goes along and into tomorrow. I don't think the Thunder play today. I think they play tomorrow. So we'll have a better sense uh, by then, I'm sure at the very least. And you can be sure that the the NBA will investigate. They're going to look into into all of this and and see what's going on, what's what's real, what's not, and all of that. But um, but again, we don't know we don't know the the facts at, at this point, and so that's why it's just you, you can't jump to conclusions because here's the here's the problem, Keith, is that if you jump to conclusions on on something like this, this is the kind of thing that can stick with a person forever. Yep. And if it could just if you just run with it that this is factual, that we know exactly what's going on and this is all true and and oh my gosh, he's he's a terrible person and all this stuff. Look, if that's if that really happened, then of course, yeah, you need to you need to you need to take care of things and the NBA will and, and the, the, the process will play out and all of that, but you can you can ruin somebody's life long term by going all in on just this is true, this is factual. See, I saw something online. Let's let this whole thing play out before jumping to conclusions. Yeah, wait, exactly. Just just definitely, it can get very, very ugly if you if you let it go go that way uh, with all of this. So yeah, no, not not good stuff. All right, let's see. C. Rez said, "Keith, you look slimmer. (laughs) Keep it up, brother. Let's go, Lakers." Um, Keith, did you uh, did you? It was yesterday no. <laughs> like a cheat day? Yeah, uh, yesterday I ate whatever I wanted that is carried over to today. I will get back at it. <laughs> being fully honest, Monday, um, I will start being good again. I, I, I'm i going to enjoy the holiday, and uh, yeah. I'll have a few extras that I've put back on to probably work off by then, but it's the holidays. I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. I, I have learned long ago uh, through way too many um, uh, you know, 
diets and the like, um, that it is, if I deny myself everything, it just all falls apart. So, so I, I let myself have it a little bit. You know what? That's, that's actually a great point. And I know this isn't NBA, but just in, in general that, you know, whether it's dieting or whether it's, you know, a lot of different things that you can be working on, on doing in your life, whether it's, it's dieting, it's, it's mental health. It can be uh, physical fitness. It could be, if your goal is to be able to run a mile in a certain amount of time, regardless of what it is, what works for everybody isn't necessarily going to work for you. Or I should say, there is no one thing that works for everybody. Yeah. Um, and everybody has to figure out what is best for them. And so that's cool that you've, you've like identified what it, you know, you, what it is that you have to do and compared to somebody else may say, I, I can't have a cheat day. I can't have one of those days. Cause then, then it'll turn into a month or, or something like that. Um, that, yeah. That's something that's just important in life in general is figuring out what works for you individually. Exactly. Hey, I want to address something in the chat where yeah. there are a handful of people in here saying, you know, that we rush to judgment on Kevin Porter Jr. Well, Part of that was the story that was initially given to police was very different. That story has completely changed now. If you go all the way back through, now it has changed. I mean, we don't know what the story is with Kevin Porter Jr. We don't know. Unfortunately, a lot of domestic violence uh, victims change their story to protect those who abuse them for various reasons. We don't know that that's what happened. We don't know. Did the police blow this out of proportion early? I'm, if more comes out and it is, you know, Kevin Porter is, you know, essentially, I don't know if I'm using the right term, but exonerated of everything that was said to him. Kevin Porter Jr. deserves a chance to get back into the NBA. If it comes out that this was all handled wrong and he deserves to come back into the league a hundred percent, I will support that. But we did not rush to judgment. We commented on what was made publicly available by law enforcement at the time. There was no rush to judgment on that. Now, if you'll go back and watch, we even said on the initial show, we don't know what's going on with this, but it doesn't look good. And yeah. that's where it is, which is what we just said. If the Josh Giddy stuff turns out to be true, it's really bad and really, really awful. And I will also say this too. I don't appreciate it being made a race thing because it certainly is not. Yeah. So let's, let's not, not jump to that. that. All right. Let's get into this one. Jeremy said, happy front office Friday and happy Thanksgiving. Got to give, give you credit, Trevor. You were right about Minnesota. Gobert looks like a defensive player of the year. They look like full-blown contenders. Um, I, I will caution this, that last year this time, I, I want to say Utah was the one seed somewhere around this point in the in the season. The Pelicans were a one seed at one point yeah. as well. So Deep we are still year. very, very early. I'm far from taking any kind of victory laps or anything. <laughs> but yes, but yeah, Minnesota has looked looked very good. Um and and they're playing fantastic, fantastic defense. And and, and you got to love it for Wolves fans. You know, uh, John Krasinski, which I always, I know people <laughs> always think the guy from The Office, but he did a story, I want to say it was yesterday, the day before, um, saying, you know, I've covered the Wolves for the last 20 years and this is the best Wolves team I've ever seen. And so it I it felt felt kind of cool to see long a long-suffering fan base and, and franchise find success like this i i do hope it's sustainable for them but um but yeah it was cool to see and really kind of puts in perspective we think man it's been two decades and you haven't seen the wolves do something like this yeah i i completely like 
agree with you there and hand up. I was you know, wrong on the Wolves to date. So far, I thought they might be the team that might miss, and I just wasn't bought in that it was all going to work. Uh, there's also a really, again, John Krasinski covers the Wolves for the Athletic. Another uh, really good story about Mike Conley and getting traded. Uh, to Minnesota and all that. And Mike Conley also in there, he talks a little bit in there about, um, uh, you know, talks a little bit in there about how hard it was to get traded mid season and the like. So that is, uh, you know, um, that, that that's worth checking out if for that reason, for no other, uh, John Hollinger tagged onto it about how weird it is, you know, that just uproot these guys and send them, you know, packing and the like with those kind of things. So it is a, uh, you know, a little, little bit of a weird thing, um, you know, with, with the way we handle trades in the NBA, but you know, it kind of, it is what it is and they get it. Nobody feels bad for them. They make millions of dollars, but it is different where it's like, Hey, you work here now and you have to be there in 48 hours. Right. Like that. That's not generally how it works in a lot of businesses. Yeah. Yeah. NBA life is not necessarily real life. And trying to compare the two is not quite apples to apples. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right. Uh, let's see. We've got J.J. Ramirez said, Miles Bridges playing, playing in the NBA again makes me cringe. I bet NBA has double standards. Sad. Um, I don't, like, I, I saw people sending out the the response to Miles Bridges and saying that the, the Hornets fans were cheering too much for him and, and things like that. I heard a, a kind of a mixed response from from Miles Bridges being back, but again, like I, I've been saying, you kind of have to wait and see exactly what happened here. But the initial reports, that, as we said, the initial reports were were not good uh, on Miles Bridges, and we'll see ultimately where all that goes in terms of the the new allegations. Yeah, and given that there's a clearly open investigation, this one is a little odd. You're generally. When that kind of situation is happening, the NBA stays away, and they'll they'll a little bit put a guy on. Uh, they, they, it's not like a reserve list or anything like that. Every once in a while, they will do something towards that effect. But the, this one came a little odd that he finished his suspension. Remember, they gave him a suspension at the beginning part of this season uh, for the remainder of the games uh, that that he missed. What they negotiated was a 30-game suspension with credit for 20 games served last year Mm -hmm. uh, when he was an unsigned player, and then they gave him 10 more uh, this season. So what happens is he came right back as soon as he was eligible, and there was a little bit of, you know, wow, this is feels a little off considering there is this open investigation that is still going on. And the NBA and the Hornets basically said, we know, but we're comfortable with allowing him to play now. So it kind of, I guess, is what it is with this one. And we'll, we'll see. And if anybody says about, you know, Josh Giddy and all this, there's no investigation going on right now. Right. If there is an investigation, then yeah, maybe it should be a situation where he's away from the team as well while that plays out. We'll see. This is all still, you know, developing and figuring out here in the next uh, little bit. Right. And right. the Josh Giddy meme, they're not gold. They're gross, guys. Like the stuff's not funny. I mean, it's like, it, 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 I haven't seen it, the memes. Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff out there. If you, you know, I'm way too online. For my own good, so there's just a lot of stuff out there that that are just, I don't know. It's 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 pretty gross stuff, uh, considering if you know anything is true with any of it. The age of the the person involved is uh, 
it's really off. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I have a kid roughly that mm-hmm. age. I don't find much of it to be very funny myself, but but we'll see, you know, what happens with this whole giddy situation. If, if there's anything to happen with it. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about that, that Greg Popovich thing that, that did you see where Greg Popovich got <laughs> yes. on the mic to defend Kawhi Leonard and telling the, the San Antonio crowd to not boo him. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I hated it. It's I don't I don't get it at all. There is a very uh, clear line between booing a player and going way out of bounds um, yes. before anybody even brings it up. Yes, Celtics fans tend to go way out of bounds at times with, with players. They're they're as guilty of it as anybody, maybe even more so. But it seemed like this was just booing. Yeah, maybe there were a few people in the building that were going sideways with it but it's happened each time he's played there. It's going to continue to happen. All he did was make it worse because the fans were like, you know what? You're right. We're not acting very nice. And then his half explanation after of like, look, I was just trying to not poke the bear. I, meh, it, not, none of that felt you know, right yeah. to me. It felt like he was upset that they were booing a guy who had meant a lot to the franchise and he didn't want them to do it anymore. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I felt very, very off to me. It, it seemed it was, it was a little bit, it felt a little bit like the, I mean, a comment, a, a, something I would have said to my students when I was a teacher, right? Like, but it's a different relationship between mm-hmm. NBA fans and a coach. And then on top of that, if we're going to, on the one hand, say we don't stop taking emotion out of the game, right? If a player hangs on the rim for a fraction of a second too long, in most cases, trying to protect themselves, don't give that. Don't let there be a technical for that. If a guy stares at somebody else for a fraction of a second too long, let come on. Let's let's let these guys have some kind of emotion. Yeah. We also have to allow fans to have some kind of emotion. Again, yeah. there's a line, just like there's a line with the players, right? If you go too far, you're going to get a technical foul. I think we have set that bar at a place that is that is too strict right now in terms of players being able to shove their own emotions on the court. And as far as fans go, again, as long if you're just booing. Yeah, you're expected to do that. That's part of it, right? That's that's part of the whole thing. That's part of sports. But if you're going too far, if you're saying certain things and, and all of that, then yes. But from what I saw and what I heard, that's not what was happening in San Antonio. So I don't think it's realistic given what Kawhi Leonard meant to the Spurs, how that situation played out. I don't think it's realistic to ask Spurs fans to not feel some kind of emotional response to that because then you're asking them to not be fans. That's That's the nature of fandom. Is to have that kind of emotional connection to your team. So I, I don't didn't think it was right to ask them to to not boo, and I also didn't think San Antonio fans were wrong for booing. It would be different if they were chanting something inappropriate or something, but that's not what was happening. Yeah, keep it appropriate and don't ever involve the players' families that are there yeah. watching the team. They they have sure? nothing to do with this situation. Leave them completely out of it. Other than that, it's you know it's all fair game. You know, in my, my opinion, I'm not, I don't very much believe they bought a ticket. They can do and say whatever they want. That's not true. That's not, no. there's, you know, the, on the back of the seats, I know in most arenas that are close, there's the, the fan conduct there. Like it's, it's fine. I don't have any problem with fans booing people like go, go crazy. If that's what you want to do, just keep it appropriate. Yeah. We don't need to go over the top with the, the cussing and cursing. And Trevor knows I don't do it here. Cause we try to keep the show very family friendly, but I, I, I pepper the F word in far more than I should. It's my favorite <laughs> adjective, noun, and verb. Um, but it's, 
I, I, you don't need to do it in the arena and those kind of things, you know, and it's, you know, just constant like that. So yeah, I think for the most part, let the, let people boo, let them fan how they want to fan. And, you know, you can just kind of figure it out. And I always go back to, you know, I'm going to bring up a Larry Bird quote. He would say getting booed in the opposing arena is the ultimate sign of respect from, yeah. from the fans. Cause it means you've done something and nothing feels better than when you shut them up and they, they, they have nothing left to say. And, and I think that's absolutely true. Oh yeah. It's like, it's like in the wrestling world, the worst thing that can happen when you pop through that curtain is nothing, <laughs> nothing, right? Yeah. You, yep. you want some type of reaction from, from the crowd. And so, yeah, that, that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. All right. So let's, let's get into this though. Uh, and it, this is we've got we're dealing with so much like non-basketball stuff here today. <laughs> but the Chris Paul and Scott Foster thing, that was uh that was pretty bizarre. It's rare that we've seen what was clearly an argument that wasn't just about basketball taking place between the between the two of them. And obviously it spilled over into the post-game presser. Chris Paul said it was something that they've met about, it was something to do with his son. I don't have all the details right now, but we've had a lot of people that have, you know, come out in support of Chris Paul or come out in support, you know, whatever. But it, it was a strange situation, and it's clear the NBA is going to have to step in here. I don't know if we see Scott Foster ref more Golden State because it's beginning. Like, if Scott Foster is on the crew for another Warriors game, it's that is going to be the dominant topic. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and I don't know how you fix this if you're the NBA because I don't know that just saying Scott Foster can't officiate Warriors games is easy and you know very, more importantly easily doable. Right. I do think there needs to be a conversation had where it's like, hey, you need to back off him a little bit because we're we're like 15 years into this of these yeah. two guys going at it just like somebody probably needs to tell chris paul and chris paul owned it after he's like i need to be better you know when it's yeah. him like i need to be better about walking away but clearly 
these two guys, they just don't get along for whatever reasons there were. No one's ever been overly clear on what happened. Like you said, Chris Paul referenced something happened with his, with his son. Yeah. And then there was meetings with him and Doc Rivers and Scott Foster. So and, it's more than what we've seen. Yeah, clearly. there's definitely more than what we know out there. So I think it's just, you know, it's, I think the two guys, we need to do what we can to try to keep them separated, but it's really hard. Like there's only so many refs. The refs generally work as part of a crew and it's not easy to say, all right, well, you, you got to miss. Cause if you're the one who's closest to doing the next warriors game, it just makes sense that you, you know, get assigned to that warriors game. So yeah, I kind of like, I kind of get it. So it's just, I don't know. It's, it's super messy, but yeah, it's, it's a bad look for everybody involved. It's something that that clearly somebody needs to, you know, the NBA needs to step in and say, okay, what's going on here? Because you don't want the you don't want something else to happen again with with this situation. But mm-hmm. uh, again, like everybody is, people obviously people want to know, okay, well, what you know, Chris Paul opened that 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 door there. Sure. What is what is really happening? What went on here? And of course, he wouldn't, you know, get into the details, which you know it makes sense, but this is something that they need to they need to sort out so this doesn't become a problem again because you know what's going to happen Keith you know what's going to happen is if Scott Foster's on a Warriors game in the playoffs every time there's a call made he's going it's going to be it's because Chris Paul it's going to be yep. because he doesn't like Chris Paul he's out to get the Warriors there's all that all that stuff and that's not what you want to see um did you think that in the moment in terms of what was happening in that game I don't know what Chris Paul said to him. I don't know what Steve Kerr said to him. I'm not a lip reader. But did you think that the emotions got the better of Scott Foster? I mean, I yes. think that Chris Paul needed to contain himself. Do you think that, that it was an emotional response from Foster as well? Yeah, I think he needed to do a better job of walking away after the first technical. I Granted, I never refed anything more than high school level in like four Division three uh, men's games in when I was refereeing back in the day. Um, so it was never at near this level. But the thing they teach you is if you give a technical foul, you go report it to the score table and then you walk away. Yeah. You remove yourself as the official from, from the player. Cause that's what you can control. Now, if the player chases after you, then you, you handle it the way you handle it. But yeah, it was, he could have done a better job of walking away. I thought just like I thought the Warriors probably should have had somebody grab Chris Paul quicker than they did. Yeah. And it just ended up, you know, messy for both sides. So, yeah, it's clear the two guys, they don't like each other. And this is going to continue to be how this goes, you know, for however long the two of them are still around the game. And it's just going to be messy. So I, I would rather just see this, you know, go away entirely um, with, with this and then, you know, just remove it as best you can. But you're absolutely right. This is going to come up again in a playoff series because Scott Foster is, yeah, I know we all have feelings about him, but he continues to be one of the high, more highly rated referees yep. out there. So he's going to work big playoff games. And chances are, I mean, I know it doesn't look great right now, but the Warriors will probably be involved in, in the playoffs. Yeah, I would imagine I want all this said and done, and then it'll pop up then again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's not something the NBA wants. You don't want the. You don't want fans, regardless of your team affiliation, you don't want any fans looking at a game and saying, oh, well, this is going to be decided because of Scott Foster and Chris Paul not liking each other, rather than this is going to be decided by what the players do on the court. Yeah, absolutely. And a bunch of people in the chat are with us on the uh, like technical fouls seem out of control this year. Right? The only thing I will say is that I hope to see is 
they generally are like this at the beginning of each year and usually right around Christmas, they calm down and they, they settle in. But yeah, all the like hanging on the referee, they're hanging on the rim stuff that the referees are yeah. tagging guys with and the whole taunting stuff. Like, I don't know, you dunk on a guy, like as long as you don't make it physical or, you know, pick up stuff that should never be heard on, you know, live TV. But if you want to yell in a guy's face, cause you dunked on him, have at it, like yell in their face. Like that's awesome. You know, if I if I could ever dunk on anybody other than a Nerf hoop, I, I'd probably let them have it too. Keith, it, it's and this is something that I I noted when we were doing a Lakers Nation show. I think it was on on a live stream we did, but I said it feels weird the battles that are being fought. You know what? Yeah. I, like, why fight the battle of hang if you're if you're an NBA official hanging on the rim for a fraction? I said, why why yeah. focus on that? Or even like, have you noticed that? Most travels to get called are when uh, it's a drive and kick and the player catches the ball, puts it on the floor and goes to and goes to drive. They call that travel, which is like a fraction of a second, a real quick step that most people can't even see in live action. But that is what consistently gets picked on in terms of a travel or not. And yet you've got these long extra steps in the lane and things, a lot of things that can look really funky and those get ignored it just it, the battles that we're fighting from the officiating side are are strange the things that we're focusing on yeah it's also weird to me like we go through these point of emphasis things before yeah. every season but it's like whatever the prior years point of emphasis is is just over you know so that's always feel, feels a little odd and, mm -hmm. and a little messy uh, meanwhile my bc eagles are getting killed Oh, no. um so that's not great but it's uh yeah so i i i don't know man i it's all this stuff with the refs like yeah i would rather like i've always felt if you come out of a game and you didn't really even know they were there that's then that means that was a probably pretty well yeah. game because the ones that are also really starting to get me some of these games have no flow it can be yeah. a good game and between two good teams that's close but there's a whistle like every 10 seconds. And it's like, good Lord, what are we doing here? Just let them play a little bit. I, I would much rather have a game where guys are allowed to be let play and the players will adjust to that. Mm -hmm. The biggest concern I have is we should not be officiating games differently in minute five than minute 45. Yeah. Like if it's a foul, it's a foul. And then I guess the single biggest thing that I wish the league would do away with the whole if it goes in, it's not a foul. If it misses, we'll call Oh, it yeah. Like, yep. and, and I know refs say that's not, they don't do that. Bull crap. Because we you all see watch. Them wait. We see it. Yeah, we see you wait. We see you look up at the rim to see if it's a foul, it's a foul. Just call it. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Yep. And it's something that, that will always, you know, frustrate fans. There's always going to be improvements that can be made with officiating. And, uh, and naturally, there's going to be human error. That's, all, that's going to be a factor. But I, I think you're right. We'd like to see a little bit more focus on, the flow of the game now that said yeah. uh, i don't want to talk about refs too too long no. but yeah. but uh, i'll say this when you talk about like hey how the rules get enforced strictly and then they, they get more lax in december there was a saying in the in the education world don't smile until november because <laughs> you've got to if you are lax on a classroom early on you're gonna have problems later on down <laughs> down the road so i can kind of relate to <laughs> to stuff getting called a little bit more tight Early on in in the season. Oh man, All right, let's move on. From let's the move on. What do what, we got? What? What, we got any questions hanging out there that's not ref related or off court nonsense related? And 
You know, any basketball things? Let's go. Big yeah, in-season tournament day today? Yeah, I was going to uh, say, would, do you want to yeah. talk a little bit about the tournament? Yeah, and, we get Celtics Magic in That's right. roughly an hour. Uh, if Boston wins, they win the group. If Orlando wins, they they will be in the driver's seat to win the group. Uh, there, there still can be uh, tiebreakers that will come in if then Orlando loses another game. But, yeah, it'll be really kind of fun um, with that stuff, um, you know, with that. So I, I think the in-season tournament has um, – <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> you know what's funny is I used to say people would yell at me a lot, and I used to just reply with it. I would just reply like it's just math, like because that's really all it is with this salary cap, and people get very angry. That's that. your, your catchphrase. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, for a while it was because people were like, "No, they can do this." I know because I heard it on a podcast, and it's like okay, but they can, and it's just math. So, um, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, you know, I, I will say um, you know, today though, Celtics Magic big game. Uh, there's a uh, Phoenix game is is a big game. I know the NBA mm-hmm. put the clinch scenarios out there, so we're getting down to teams being able to clinch. Pacers and Lakers already through uh, to to the quarterfinals. Uh, there is both both won their groups. So uh, now for them, it's about do they host a, uh, a first round quarterfinal game or not? Cause uh, two of the teams will that get through. So that'll be fun. So yeah, I think it'll be uh fun. Uh, if Boston beats Orlando today, does that make Celtics upcoming game against the Bulls a non-tournament game? It's still an in-season tournament game. Cause it will still matter for seeding yeah. purposes in the quarterfinals potentially. So uh, possible matchups for the quarterfinals too early. It's so I I tried because I was thinking, oh, that'd be a cool thing to talk about over on Lakers Nation. Like, here's the possible opponents and stuff. It's very convoluted still right now. It's just too too early to be able to get into that. They put out the NBA put out an entire list of all the teams that could be eliminated. Yeah, and the things that like like yeah for the the Clippers (laughs) to be eliminated, seven things have to or no, there's seven ways the Clippers can be eliminated. One of the following. Uh, have to of course some of them are very simple houston gets eliminated if they lose new york gets eliminated if they lose some things though like chicago gets eliminated if they lose uh or if boston wins or if milwaukee and miami win then chicago gets eliminated so that's why it's hard to know who's or even make a projection of who's getting through right now because there's so many different things that can lead a team to be eliminated or get through to the next round that's just what happens when you have a when you have groups set up like this yeah, absolutely. And the fact that it's only four games um, in this thing, too, that is also hard, right? Because you only have so many combinations. It's, you know, by the time we get into elimination scenarios in the regular season for the playoffs, it's like, okay, we've played generally around that point 65, 70 games at a minimum. Sometimes it's closer to like 60. But yeah, it's uh, tough. I think there's three tournament days left, maybe. There, there's at least. There's at least two. Um, I think there may be three. So the Raptors have played uh, two in-season tournament games. I believe. I believe everybody's played at least two. Uh, Mahalo Stojanovic says, why didn't the NBA name the in-season tournament? It, it is weird calling it the in-season tournament over and over again. I like- think it's because they didn't want to put a name on it if it failed. Yeah, Because you didn't want to have it then be like, this because a lot of people said well they're probably just going to call it something like the david stern cup yeah. or something like that so and people keep saying no the, the tournament's the nba cup that's just the trophy is the nba cup the, the that's what they're playing to win in 
theory, right? They're playing to win $500,000 on the player side and some pool prize for the coaches, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, but that's the trophy is the NBA cup. The tournament does not have a name yet. Yeah. I mean, it should, it feels like I've started to just call it the tournament, but it feels like it should have something in front of that. It yeah. feels like it should be and an in season tournament just feels kind of blah. Um, it doesn't have to be like, the Kobe tournament or the Mamba tournament or, or whatever. Like it does, we don't have to do that. The David Stern tournament or anything. It doesn't have to be a name, but I think it needs to be something more. That's got a little more, more teeth to it than in season tournament. Yeah. I, I, um, you know, it'll get it named eventually. If nothing else we're going to get, it'll be the, I don't know, the, the diet Coke in season tournament or something oh, in a year. You or mean so. like the, the D league becoming the G league. Yeah, yeah, it'll become something like that uh, down the line. Somebody said the Pacers could win the in-season tournament. They absolutely could. They're kind of the team that this is semi-made for, right, is a team Mm -hmm. like that where it's, you know, this is probably not a real chance of being a title contender, but but a big, big push. A couple people in here obviously probably just joined and said, you need to talk about uh, Josh Giddy. We already did at the very beginning of the show. You can go watch that Uh, after the front office show tournament. Sure, yeah. I don't know that. Uh, I, I don't know that we can fund that. Swing that, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna need a lot more super chats if we're yeah, gonna yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, you guys so start, start coming with the super chats, and they better be in a, a very large figure amounts, and not in uh in amounts where it's like, hey, ten billion of this equals you know five U.S. dollars. Like we need them big in U.S. dollars. What what would be the worst possible sponsor for the in season tournament that would then get naming rights? I think something to do with like a sleep aid. Yeah. Or like a like I don't know, like like uh Mr. Bubbles, like toilet bowl cleaner. Like <laughs> the, the toilet bowl tournament. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> That'd be bad. <laughs> People wouldn't really care about that. Yeah. That would that would definitely be There's bad. some some uh things that are in the chat that are funny, but I'm not going to read them. So yeah, just noted they are funny. They are some funny ones. There are some <laughs> funny ones. All right. Well, Keith, uh obviously fun Black Friday so far. I haven't done any Black Friday shopping at, at this point. I was disappointed. So my wife loves those like the brewmate things, the cups. Yeah. And so there's one that comes out that's that's pre-order right now, and she really wants it and all that. So so I'm like, okay, well, that's not gonna go on Black Friday sale because it's still pre-order and all that. So I bought it like a few days ago, 20% off today. The worst. <laughs> yeah. We had a, uh, this was years ago back like when TVs were big, like they took up like half your living room. If yeah. it was a big screen TV, we had one of those quit working. And then it was like, man, we like, we need a new TV because we wanted to watch Thanksgiving games and all that stuff. So we could not wait like two more days for it to like go on sale. It was awful. Like it was bad. And then like the TV we wanted. So yeah, that was a yeah. mess. But uh discount on NBA store. Yeah, there is good discounts. I can give you guys a little hint, but don't hold pulled me to this if it doesn't work. The last couple years, they've done like 30% off during the day. And then they've done like a three hour window in the evening time on Black Friday, like when the games are being played from like seven to ten or eight to eleven, where they've bumped that up to like fifty or sixty. Ooh. And sometimes if you go, if you're looking to cop something for your team and not like just another team or just some general NBA stuff. Sometimes the team sites have better deals than the overall like fanatics deal. 
um, on the NBA store. So check check that out too. Good so, to know. Because sometimes you can get a little, little bit extra off. So uh, yeah, there's there's a little bit of NBA gear I've had my eye on that I may uh, go go pick up. Uh, but we'll see. Good to know. Enjoy some shopping, everybody. I think we'll wrap things up about there. So it's, it's a weird show today, Keith. We yeah. Had- we had a lot of a lot started of started off a little testy. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of kind of outside the line stories to talk about today. But as always, a, a ton of fun coming on here and chatting with you guys, and uh, we really enjoy doing these shows. So appreciate oh, all of let's you for do this question real quick because we didn't yeah. talk about this. Janos uh, 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 Zabo says, "Do does Memphis have to waive the two guys they added today on the hardship after some guys are back?" Yeah. So what happened with hardship? Um, uh, they changed it in the new CBA. Um, it kind of formalized what was a change that everybody was pushing for, which really is one of the good changes that grew out of COVID, I guess, is if you use a hardship exception, the player you sign with that, it's automatically a 10-day contract. Mm-hmm. So it, there's no more like you got to sign them to the rest of the year because 10 days aren't allowed yet. So, yeah, Memphis is going to add Shaq Harrison. And um, who was the other guy? Do you remember? Oh, uh, it was me. God, uh, oh, Jalen Noel. That was it. Um, yep. Yeah, so we're going to add Shaq Harrison and Jalen Noel uh, on 10-day contracts um, uh, for the hardship. Yeah, and then what will happen is if guys return in time, they'll have to waive those two guys if they get back to enough guys. Mm-hmm. But they're like six guys out before you get John Morant, who doesn't count towards this. He, he's like a whole other thing So uh, with this. So, yeah, Shaq uh, Harrison and Jalen Noel um, – you know, a couple more guards coming in and they needed a couple more guys that could handle the ball and create a little bit of offense on there. So not only are they joining the Grizzlies, I would expect them both to play as well because yeah. Memphis needs, needs, just needs healthy players on the court. Yeah. They, they, they definitely yeah. demand that. Team. Glad that, uh, thank you, Janos, for bringing that up. We appreciate you for sure. For sure. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office Show over on YouTube if you have not already. Hit that like button, and uh, we'll be back on Monday with some more NBA basketball. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy some shopping today, some football, and some some basketball. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back at it on Monday. Thanks, everybody. Till next time, see ya, and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.